Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with founder and president of Favorite Daughter Media, Sarah Losey. She runs a creative agency dedicated to helping mission-driven businesses and entrepreneurs use their outside voices. By leveraging the connective power of storytelling, Sarah can help all transform their passion into a platform for thought leadership, position themselves as a subject matter expert, and reach an audience with a message that resonates. With Sarah, it's not just about speaking out. It's about letting that story unfold in a way that captivates and leaves an indelible mark. Enjoy this interview. Good. I'm glad we can make it happen. Yeah, we did. Absolutely. <laughs> Where are you coming out of? Um, I'm in Texas. I'm at, down in Austin. Austin, Texas. Yeah, that place is booming. Oh, yeah. You're telling me. <laughs> so what happened? I mean, is it like everybody got tired of the West Coast and decided to descend on a hip little place in the Midwest? I guess. I, I mean, I'm from the East Coast, so I'm coming from the other direction. But yeah, I, I came down here four years ago in search of better tacos and okay. I found them. There you go. That's yeah, good. I also found a whole lot of people. <laughs> well, it's Taco Tuesday, so it's very topical. It's good. You know, every, every Tuesday is well, yeah. every day is Taco Tuesday in my life. Yes. Yeah, so isn't that about the same time that Joe Rogan moved down there? Um. I think he was a little more recent. Well, he just opened his uh, the mothership in the past like year. Have you been there? No, you can't get tickets. Yeah, I hear it just sells out like crazy. Yeah, I tried to get a one of my co-host is a huge fan of Kill Tony. Okay, and which they do on Mondays, and I tried to get us tickets like months in advance, and they're sold out. They make they make it look like you know come on walk on down no problem let's go but yeah it's a phenomenon yeah um they used to film that at um vulcan and that was a little easier not for that event but for just tickets in general but yeah you can't get tickets for the mothership just not happening they said something about that used to be something that was a bit sketchy and they were wondering if he saged it and they really got into it. He was like, yeah, we just, yeah, he, he didn't get into it. Like, yeah, I have, I have a feeling Joe Rogan is not saging anything. Probably not. Probably not. It's so, not really on brand for him. No, uh-uh. no, not his thing. <laughs> well, hey, it's great to great to meet you. And the first thing I want to do is to cover like what we went through the last three years with COVID. How did you survive it? And how has it changed you now that we're kind of in this post pandemic era? Oh, are we recording that now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Sometimes I'm like, I, I gauge who Pete and you seem like you're ready to go. Let's do it. Because I come from jazz radio and I just boom, I just go right in there. That That is fine. Let's pretend this didn't happen. Start from scratch. <laughs> cool. You want me to go ahead and a- ask it again? Sure. Okay. So first and foremost, I want to know, how did you survive the last three years? COVID was quite a thing. How did you get through it and and how did it change you now that we're in this kind of post era of our, you know, the the pandemic world? Yeah, I moved to Austin, Texas right before the pandemic hit. So I had already started kind of this new existence and this new life in an entirely new place I'd never been to before. And within a couple of months, COVID hit. But I had just started a new job that was completely remote. And I was the only remote employee at that company. So being that we had spent a couple of months kind of figuring out how to make 
my position remote, once everything shut down, it ended up being a blessing for the company that we'd had that practice. So the company was able to go fully remote and really not miss a beat. So professionally, it didn't really change much for me. Thankfully, I was still fully employed. I was still doing the same things I was I'd always been doing, but it did open my eyes a little bit to the like wealth disparities because I was working, my job was in finance. So I was seeing how it was kind of like a kind of like a K-shaped recovery. Those who were wealthy were getting wealthier because they're no longer spending money on the travel and all of these uh like luxuries they were spending money on. But those that weren't wealthy were getting poor because they were the ones that were working those service type jobs, those travel jobs, um, servers, bartenders, flight attendants, hotel employees, people that are not really able to work remote. So it was really interesting to see that disparity and see that wealth gap really grow and start trying to do things to help it and change it. So it did really launch me into a new passion and into kind of new roles at my position, which was really interesting and really fun. That's it. I've never heard about the K thing. So it just felt the K gets filled up or it empties. One of the two. Um, so with the K, it kind of looks like a sideways V. So right. Uh, half of us go up, half of us go down. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I guess I was thinking about if if, if it, it's emptying or it's filling up. So yeah, I, I've never heard that before. So let's get to the essence of what you do for a living. I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third graders, career day. One of the kids looks up and says, hey, what do you do for a living? How do you answer them? I help people tell their stories. I work with entrepreneurs and creators and small business owners to help them figure out what's my story, where's the value in my story, and how can I take that story and take that value and use it to become a thought leader. And everybody has a story. Everybody has a story, (laughs) but not everyone realizes they have a story. Right. I'm always told like, no, I don't have a story as if that person was just like hatched yesterday and has never experienced anything in the world. Um, But people think when you say like, what's your story? It has to be something that is traumatic, sensational, dramatic, like something that would make headlines. But those aren't the kind of stories that are relatable and that connect us with other people. Yeah. So you, you, you got a flashlight and you're finding the story. Yeah, just what are the things that happened in your life that had an impact on you or taught you a lesson? And how can you tell that story in a way that it imparts that same lesson on other people? So what did you want to be in the third grade? What was your dream to grow up and become? Oh, a princess. Okay, there you go. (laughs) Has not changed. Right, all right. So I'm still working on it. There you go. I dig it. (laughs) So... Let's get back to where you were born and raised and how these seeds came into you to become somebody that wants to help those find their story. I don't really know, honestly, where it came from. I mean, I grew up in the small town on Long Island where nothing ever happened. And when I was 18, I told my parents I'm leaving and I'm never coming back. And I left for Maryland and they're like, yeah, okay, we'll see you in a few days. And I never went back. Um, and I, when I moved to Maryland, it was such a different world. Like I went from 
living in a really like affluent area, like right outside of the Hamptons to living in Baltimore. So I was able to see kind of a different world that I wasn't used to, which opened my eyes a lot to other people's experiences and got me out of that little bubble. And when I moved down to Texas, I started relying more on myself and becoming independent and focusing on my own stories and how I can tell those. And I've always been a writer, so I've always kind of been a natural storyteller. So I started to just tell my own. And I was taught a really great lesson about the value that stories teach us um, a few years ago in my career. And I just wanted to run with that idea and see how many people I can help just like spread messages of positivity. So your story is a lot like my dad's. My dad grew up in Massapequa. He was born in Brooklyn, raised, Mm -hmm. raised there. And at 18 left like immediately to come to join the air force, got stationed here in Kansas city, fell in love. And here we are. So there you go. Amazing. Yeah, right. Mine was not nearly as um, heroic. I did right. not join the military. I just went to college. <laughs> right. But um, no, um, my dad's from the Bronx and uh, he worked very hard. He was a island cop for his whole career and gave me everything I could have ever needed. And when I say I left, I didn't leave to get away from my parents. I left right. to get away from the small town. It yeah. was like suffocating a little bit. I get it. So yeah. who's been a hero for you in your life? My dad. I I named my company Favorite Daughter Media, which is a little bit of a joke on I'm the baby, so I'm naturally the favorite. But it's really my relationship with my dad is the best relationship I have in my life. He's the one who not only supports me, but isn't afraid to tell me no and put me in my place, but also knows that I'm probably not going to listen. So he's still going to do whatever he can to make whatever um, poor decision I make work out for me. So he's been really great at giving me exactly the kind of support that I need and has helped me build a life that I'm really proud of and probably would not have without him. So if you can meet anybody alive on the planet right now and spend some time with them, who would it be? Oh, goodness. See, I'd always said Ellen DeGeneres for this question. She's been in some hot water. Yeah. So I don't know if she should still be my answer. She can be. I I spent a lot of, especially like in high school and college, people, like anything like really great I would do. I'm just like, is anyone going to tell Ellen? Is this going to get me on Ellen? Like everything I do, I'm just like, my my life goal was to end up on the Ellen show somehow. Yeah. And then when I was just out of college, a guy I dated in college actually went has been on Ellen like two or three times and proposed to his uh, now wife on Ellen. And I'm just like, if I had just stuck it out, I could have gotten engaged to a guy I didn't like on Ellen. But you would have been on Ellen. Exactly. I'm like, some things are worth it. I mean, some people marry for love. Some marry for money. I marry for Ellen. 
look, you could have gotten an annulment. You would have been on Ellen. You could have, it would all worked out. Exactly. I mean, it's 2023. What are we talking about here? Come on now. <laughs> but no, when I, when I saw that, I was just like, my instant reaction was, that could have been me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> God dang it. That's how life works. So what is the best story that you ever read? Like whether it's been in a book or encountered, what's your favorite story? So my first ever tattoo is a quote from Winnie the Pooh. And I just love the storytelling of A.A. Milne and how he created this just world of imagination and tells these stories about just friendship and resilience. And I mean, they're kind of, there's sprinkling mental disorders in there, which every character kind of represents one. Yeah. So it's probably not the healthiest story to be like so attached to, but I, I just, I just love that world and how everything is rooted in just like that power of positivity and friendship. So what is the motivator for you every day to wake up, to do your job, to help people out? What is that that gets you out of bed and and makes you accomplish what you want to get done? My kind of like tagline for my company is use your outside voice. And it brings me back to when we were kids and we were always told to just use inside voices. And sometimes we're told that when we're not even inside. It's just this whole idea that you're supposed to be soft-spoken and quiet and respectful. But when we were kids, we would get so excited about something that we couldn't use that inside voice. We felt like we were going to explode if we did not talk about whatever this thing is that we're just so excited about. So I've gotten just really, really passionate about helping other people find what it is that makes them need to use that outside voice and find for myself the different things that make me need to use that voice. And that's been my motivator, just how many people can I help spread some kind of message of positivity, something that is passionate for them and is really exciting for them and do it loudly. So what is your favorite client success story? One that always resonates and puts a smile on your face. I've been working with um, a financial advising firm for probably five years now, and I've worked with them in different capacities. They were my client when I was at an ad agency, and then I was their director of marketing. And then when I went independent, they became kind of a partner and a client at the same time. And the amount that I've been able to accomplish with them in these few years has just been amazing. That was the company that I was with when the pandemic hit and we started to see all of those issues with that wealth disparity. So we launched a financial literacy media company. We started putting out webinars and articles and all of this content uh, to help people learn about their money. And when that wasn't enough, we actually spent a year figuring out how to change the business model and got rid of asset minimums and lowered fees so that the families across the country that weren't being spoken to by financial advisors because they didn't have that level of wealth, they're now getting their own advisors and getting put on this path to success. And we've won national awards for this work and all of this stuff that's happened. And I'm so proud of the team over there. And um, I may have started it with refusing to not 
uh, help with what I was seeing, but they really were the ones that really ran with it and made it possible. So I'm really proud of that. What's the best advice you've ever gotten that you always remember that that was the best for you? Ooh. Fail big. Don't be afraid of failure and don't be afraid to fail in the most extreme and large ways because you're going to learn so much from it. So of all the things that you've done in your life up to this point, what are you the proudest of? Building my own company. Um, I spent a lot of years really afraid of going out on my own. And I mean, I'm a young woman in the professional world. So naturally, I have imposter syndrome. And I never thought that running a company and having my own brand and having it be successful would be something that would happen. So we're, we're less than a year in, but it has been an amazing learning experience and really a great way for me to gain more confidence and realize what I'm capable. So let me ask you this. If you were to have a dream, I think we may have frozen up. May need to give it a minute. Okay, we good. It looked like we froze up for a minute. So (laughs) what I was going to ask you is, um, if you could witness one event in human history with your own eyes, watch it happen, what would it be? Hmm. My parents' wedding. Wow, that's cool. I think I would have really liked to see that. And there were people there that I never got to meet um, and people there that um, had a lot of impact on who they are. And I mean, my parents have been together for over 30 years, so their love looks different now. Um, So to see it when they were so young and everything was kind of a fairy tale for them would have been really nice. So let's say you have a dream tonight. You run into a much younger version of yourself and you could give that version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom you've gained so far. What would you tell that young version of you? Don't be afraid to use your voice. You deserve a seat at the table and you're only going to make changes if you speak up when you're at that table. So everyone out there has a perception of you family, friends, clients, colleagues, but you're in control of your life. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Oh, I go to therapy to answer this question. <laughs> See, <laughs> this is the therapy question. <laughs> Seriously. Um, it's really interesting because I talk a lot about having two personas because I have who I really am. And then I have who I am at conferences mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily like who I am at conferences kind of a defense mechanism for me to turn into this very outgoing bubbly person when I'm normally pretty quiet and reserved. And I hate that a lot of people in my life because I met them through conferences only know that version of me. So I think I would like them to be able to see kind of the actual like real life version. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I asked this question, because that is the rub in life. We have all Mm -hmm. these different things that we have to cater to and play into, so to speak. So, yeah. Um, So, Sarah, if anyone out there wants to hire you, learn more about your company, what you're doing, where do they go? 
Uh, go to my website. It's favoritedaughtermedia.com. I've got some free ebooks you can download, some free resources, and you can find out everything you need to know. Excellent. How do you pronounce your last name? Losi. Okay, good. I, you know, <laughs> you know what happens when you assume it's bad. So it's, I, no one ever gets it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I didn't think so. Hey, Sarah, this has been wonderful. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Send my best to Austin. Thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time.